Hey, you listen to <clears throat> Gungo? I don't like no, I do not. Dude. Fuck you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. Mike Russo, I'm your host at Gungo Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Growing Up Not Growing Old. On Skype with me is uh, Matt from Rad House Productions. What's up? Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for doing the show. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is, um, we're going to talk about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, that's mm-hmm. what this, this show is going to be, but... Um, before we get into that, you're a comics book guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been collecting comic books for probably about five years now, I think. Okay, cool. Um, see, I'm not, but whenever I did read comics, it was always Batman. Batman was my guy. Do you have any kind of relationship with, with this character? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a pretty stupid story, but I technically got into comics with Batman, but I went to a comic book shop and I'm like, hey, I want to read a comic book about Batman. Like, this is what I want to start with. And he goes, cool. Here's Gotham Central. Wait, My that's dad- not about Batman. Exactly. This motherfucker <laughs> gave me a comic book that didn't even have Batman in it. Strange. It had Batman villains. But no, like, yeah, Batman was um, Batman was my first initiation. I started buying graphic novels of Batman. And then eventually the new 52 came out. And that was the first number one I ever owned. So... I have a very, very close relationship with uh, with Batman and looking up stuff and reading stuff about Batman. Yeah, I tell you what, though. That fucking Court of Owls was fucking off the hook. I really enjoyed that story. Oh, yeah. For those people that don't know what Court of Owls is, it's, it's, it's actually a very, very unique story where, like, you think Batman knows Gotham in and out, but there's somebody that... There's somebody called the Court of Owls that really knows Gotham and is really controlling it. And it's kind of the whole, like... The whole, like, I know this place, like, the back of my hand. You look at your hand, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, that's essentially what happened in Court of Owls. So, highly suggest, uh, if you want to start off with a Batman comic, Court of Owls is actually a very, very good one to start off with. Yeah, and when I um, when I was reading comics as a kid, uh, Batman, X-Men, uh, Spider-Man, but I didn't, like, you can't tell me what happened in, you know, Batman 4400, because I won't tell you. I mean, I don't know, because I can't yeah. tell you. Uh, when they were making Batman Begins, when they made that announcement and they were talking about it was going to be based on year one, that's when I started buying um, uh, uh, trade paperbacks. That's when I bought year one. That's when I bought Dark Knight Returns, The Long Halloween, and Hush. 
And that's pretty much the extent. I never, I never get into Dark Victory or any of the sequels. And that's not bad either, Mike, honestly. Like, those are some pretty key essential uh, comics to read if you want to know about Batman. I mean, there trust me, there's uh, hundreds upon hundreds of graphic novels. But mm. there's one I bought called, like, Batman Through the Looking Glass. And I was like, oh, this is going to be about Mad Hatter. No, it was just Batman on drugs thinking he was in Alice in Wonderland. And it was fucking horrific, man. So wow. trust me, like... You grab some golden comics. Those are probably the key essentials to uh, to collect Batman. Like, if you really want like good, amazing stories, all the writers on those were were awesome as well. So I'm sure you got a huge kick at, especially Long Halloween. That's probably the one that like a lot of people don't know, but it's it's just amazing and solid. Yeah. And if you really want to see like the detective side and not so much like mm. Batman beating the shit out of the Croc and stuff like that. That's definitely the book to read. I really, really enjoyed Long Halloween. Hush, I didn't really like so much. I don't know what it was. It just didn't, didn't touch, didn't, didn't touch base with me. But Long Halloween, a lot of gangster movie. I don't know if it's references or rip off. Is it a rip off or or an homage or what do you think it is? I mean, it's blatant. Back in the day, Batman had campy villains, but Batman also had mobster villains, which we really touched in on. On you know. Uh, Batman Begins, they touched in on the Falcone and the Moroni family, yeah. and they were always key players of Gotham, and so was so was Penguin at, at one point as well. So you have to understand, like, it's not just filled with Jokers and Banes and Catwomans in Gotham. There's also the Thug Underground, which without Batman trying to control it, these people would run the city. So it was definitely driven more towards, like, that mob uh, scene of Gotham because it's not really concentrated on often within the comics, but when it does, usually ends up panning out to be a really great story. So yeah, the Falcone and the Maroni family have been uh, around for a long time, and even I believe it's the Falcones, which uh, the head honcho gets scratched by Catwoman, and that has played in continuity ever since the Long Halloween. What's the big deal with having a scratch? Well, that's uh, that's why he has the vendetta against Catwoman because Catwoman oh. breaks in and steals some of his stuff. And right before he tries to kill her, she comes and scratches her and leaves the scars on his face. Which, it's like it's like you know the whole like you never touch a made man kind of thing. Well, mm. you never mess with the mobsters, and now that you basically made this untouchable character touchable, it makes him seem weak. Right. Oh, okay. Um. But what I was kind of talking about when I'm talking about ripoffs, so did you just blast the fucking fight? Me? No. Oh, dude, did you pick that up? My <laughs> bad. I was drinking my soda. I swear <laughs> to God. I didn't rip ass. I thought I you blasted one, kid. No, 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 no. My bad. <laughs> But, I didn't know that was gonna pick up fucking condenser mic, damn it. But um, what I'm talking about with the ripoff and the, if is it a ripoff or a, or an homage? Is I'm talking more about the writers because the first line in Long Halloween is I believe in Gotham City. The first line in the movie The Godfather is I believe in America, and that goes on through the whole book. There's Goodfellas references or or like straight rips, but it could be like a a, a tribute. I'm not sure. Um, I was actually gonna do an Instagram post and post all the fucking movie rips, bites, tributes, whatever, and then compare them uh, screenshot to screenshot or uh, audio, whatever, to the movies. But that's way too much work, man. Nah, man. I mean, when you got spare time, you can go ahead and jump on that. But you know what? I, I it wouldn't it wouldn't cross my mind because I know even 
even reading the long Halloween, it did feel like there were homages to, you know, uh, like Goodfellas and, and Godfather and stuff like that, which I mean, if you're, even if you're reading a comic, you do want some sort of nostalgia like that to keep you in place and enjoying and continuing on reading that. So, uh, I agree with you 100%. It's a thick ass book too. It's, it's freaking, huge. It's They weren't joking when it's called the long Halloween. Yeah. It's freaking long. And I, I especially enjoy, um, the fact that it's like it has that feel to it, like that Halloween feel, like the pages have the the black cats, the pumpkins on. I got the, uh, like you said, the big fat one. So and it has like uh, in in between chapters, it has like the pumpkin or the clock, the crooked clock, and the cats. Yeah. It has that fucking Halloweeny, autumny feel, which I, I really like that book. And I I want to fucking recommend that book to anyone who hasn't read it. But if someone's listening and they're a big Batman fan, they have read it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Long Halloween. Uh, what's great is actually, if you haven't checked it out, uh, Mike, check out uh, The Dark Victory, which was the sequel to The Long Halloween. Um, it's really good, and it continues on with like with who was doing the murders. And that's the thing about The Long Halloween, for the listeners I may not know. like There's a series of murders, and it starts happening on specific uh, holidays. So there's a holiday like each month, and they touch into it. So even at the very end, you're still trying to figure out like who killed on which days, and it, it's still a sort of a mystery to this day. Like there's no definitive answer on who did what, other than like you trying to deduct it yourself as Batman while you're reading it. Yeah, really great stuff. Um, yeah, so I got all that good shit. Then I watched Batman Begins. I loved it. It was fucking awesome. It gave me a great feeling of, you know, just a great feeling to watch it. Uh, Dark Knight comes out. Same thing. Blew me away. It had elements of the Long Halloween in it, actually. Yes. And um, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. I loved what Christopher Nolan was doing with this universe. Dark Knight Rises was a little weak. Had a lot of plot holes. I still loved it. I still enjoyed it. Um, I understand the problems with it, but I still... When he comes back on the scene, I still had the chills like Batman. So, the Nolanverse ends... And now we got some new shit going on. But do you have a relationship with the Superman character? I do, actually. Get uh, out of here. Nobody reads Superman. I swear to God, dude. I <laughs> read Superman, man. I read Superman. I read uh, action comics. I'm reading uh, within the New 52. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman actually have a relationship. So I read um, Superman, Wonder Woman. They have like a team up uh, comic as well. And no, I'm actually a really big Superman fan. A lot of people try to talk shit and say, you know, he's a hard character to write because he's impervious to everything, but it's not true. And it does take a very creative and a very smart writer to write an amazing Superman story. Probably the best Superman story I've ever read, hands down, period, is Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly's uh, All-Star Superman, where Lex sabotages... A, a spaceship that's hurling towards the sun and superman goes and saves the spaceship but he he has a new power where it's he puts like a force field around the spaceship and flies off well he goes to like this doctor essentially that kind of has a relationship with superman and helps him out with stuff and he's like i hate to tell you this superman but you're you're like the strongest you've ever been and you're gonna have new abilities and new powers but unfortunately, from absorbing so much sun, uh, your soul, your cells are decaying from power. They're bursting with power, essentially creating cancers. So you only have a year to live. So mm. it's what would the man that is supposedly a god do with 
the last year of his life. And he's uh, the myth is told that he has to take on 12 trials before he ends up passing away. And it's, it's just, it's by far like the greatest Superman story I've ever read. If anybody wants to talk smack, I highly suggest picking that up, checking it out and seeing if you talk smack after that. But yeah, I collect, I collect Superman. Uh, I have a few other comic books and especially the ongoings right now which uh, I don't want to miss out on. But, yeah, I'm a huge Superman fan. I have a Superman wa- I have a Batman watch, too. But, you know, I got a Superman watch as well, man. Is, is that the one you guys just covered on Comics After Dark? Uh, we did. We covered All-Star, uh, All-Star Superman, and we also covered a few other things. So all this past month was nothing but Superman stuff, which I might add, not a lot of people wanted to listen, apparently. But Oh, <laughs> uh, number's not so good on that one, huh? Numbers, not, no, but, you know, the month of Deadpool, oh my gosh, it skyrocketed. I've, we've never had such a high impact, but once we went into Superman, nah, not so many people cared. But nonetheless, we're still going to tr- uh, keep on trucking. Uh, the upcoming month is going to be Captain America, and we're going to review Civil War. And then the month after that is going to be the month of X-Men, and we're going to review Apocalypse and stuff like that. Nice. Now, I remember listening to the show when uh, you weren't looking forward to Deadpool so much, but you said you were going to see it anyway. Uh, um, What did you think? Um, Continuity-wise, it it did an okay job, but in general, it's by far one of my favorite comic book movies so far. Nice. It's fucking hilarious. I was laughing for, from the beginning to the end. Um, there were certain jokes that, like, I knew other people wouldn't understand, but, like, I did, so I found it hilarious. Like, perfect example, right off the bat in the credits or in the beginning, uh, you know, opening montage, you see a cup and it says Rob L. And the creator of Deadpool is Rob Liefeld. Oh, so, there you go. Like, yeah, right. I'm cra- I'm cracking up at that, and every- and like everybody's looking at me. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like this is fucking hilarious. So yeah, I I loved it, and a lot of people actually didn't notice um, the final boss fight is actually uh, Agents of Shield Helicarrier. Yeah, they can't mix those worlds up, though, right? They, there's no, no way. Legally, no, but it's technically it's technically an Agents of Shield Helicarrier from uh, from you know disney's marvel continuity so that was a nice little jab but yeah every like every which even making fun of itself it was it was it was awesome man i i, I highly enjoy i think you uh, i remember listening to podcasts i think you enjoyed it as well right no i didn't like it at all actually really <laughs> yeah why because you know why it's um too many dick and fart jokes like no nah, it was like fucking i got just sick of him so fast, like his his whole shtick, I, I didn't like. Um, like the jokes aren't funny. Like he'll he'll like fucking like he gets shot in the ass. He goes, "Ooh, right up Main Street." That's not funny. But his delivery is, and the way he del- and his cadence is, and I got sick of his cadence and his delivery really quick. And okay, I, I can I, see that. I passed sure. out for like fifteen minutes, and uh, I was bored with it, bro. Hey, man, but you know what? I've listened to your podcast, and I know that you've slept through entire movies and haven't been able to finish some. So at least you came back and were able to finish this one. Give it that much credit. Yeah, I liked uh, Colossus, though. He was kind of cool looking. Yeah, Colossus was cool, but he was fucking useless through the movie. But he looked better than he's ever have, I think. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, with today's day and age, you know, of course these things, you know, look awesome. I was recently watching... uh, did you ever see the the live action Speed Racer movie? 
No, I, I ain't, I'm not even going near that thing. <laughs> oh, man. I was watching it the other day, and I was like, I, I brought it up to some of the people at Comics After Dark, and I was like, hey, man, you know, if that movie was remade with, like, today's modern CGI, I think it might hold up. And they're like, no, I can't. I'm like, well, look at the fucking Fast and the Furious movies. I'm not saying they're great, but the CGI that they do with everything is fucking awesome, and they're doing these unbelievable stunts you know right. crashing into cars and flying over bridges like why wouldn't it make this wakowski brother movie you know which is uh through you know the same people that brought you the matrix why wouldn't it be great and excuse me the wachowski sisters now oh, was that, oh is it sisters they now? both turned yeah oh uh, 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 good for them they yeah. both yeah. they both transitioned both of them now it's right. weird right is it, are we talking like cut off or we're just talking like a dress? You know what? I didn't read the story. I just kind of <laughs> saw the headline. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, that, uh, Wachowski, you know, sisters. That, <laughs> so sure, I'm going to have to get used to that one. Thank you for informing me, Mike. Apparently, I'm behind on the times. Yeah, no yeah the Wachowski sisters. Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me that they would be able to. Uh, if they were to update it or remaster it, it wouldn't be a good movie. Yeah, speaking of CGI and effects, have you seen The Revenant? No, I didn't. Dude, there's a fucking a bear attacks Leonardo. Da, uh, I almost said Da Vinci. <laughs> <A> <laughs> Leonardo bear. Da Vinci. This is actually The Revenant too. This takes place uh, throughout time and space. It's pretty awesome. Dude, it looks <laughs> real. I don't know how they did it. It's so fucking real and visceral. It's fucking sick. You guys, I just watched that today. Fucking have what you, a great have movie. Have you heard the theory that the bear rapes Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, I heard that a lot actually. Uh, it looks like he got a couple pumps in. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Did he really? It definitely looked like there was some fucking pumping going on. Oh, man. <laughs> Not like everyone said. The way everyone was talking about it, you think like there's like a, 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 a you know, exposed butts uh, in the air. You and... think he's just going balls deep. Yeah. Ball, but it's like, no, he, he just gets a pump or two. But it looks I mean, fucking great. I don't know how the fuck they did it. Well, think about it. All the, all the budget probably went to that CGI because the rest of it is just snow and walking and grunting from Leonardo DiCaprio. So, you know. Yeah, and it's in fucking, it's not like it's at nighttime when it's raining, like, you know, fucking. It's fully visible. It's, they're not trying to mask Like it Pacific anything. Rim. Like, oh, we're going to make a movie with giant robots are fighting giant monsters, but yet it's going to be raining the whole time. Oh, I didn't great. fucking think about that till right now. <laughs> I did not realize that till right now. Yeah, we're going to make a Godzilla movie, and it's going to be raining the whole time. I'm talking about the old one, not the newer one. Hey, you know the, the uh, uh, oh, you're talking about the what is it, the Matthew Broadwick one? Rain the whole movie. Did it rain the whole movie? The whole it did rain the whole movie. movie. But then again, Godzilla didn't do shit but lay eggs and try to cross a bridge, and like that was the end of Godzilla. Like, oh, that was such a bad movie, man. Holy fuck. Hey, man, as my childhood, I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, you must have been like ten when that came out, ten or twelve, right? Probably. What was that? Two thousand. I don't know. I saw that shit when I was like 20, so... And I'm 38. Oh, man, Mike, you didn't need to disclose your age, dude. It's okay. I'll be 39 next month. Hey, man, I'm telling you, when I go down to, to New York, we're going to have to do we're gonna have to have do some ping pong, man. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Yo, I move like a young man, though, so be careful. <laughs> I move like All I'm right. 22. All right. So, well, then you move like you're younger than me, which is probably <laughs> to your advantage. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, so um, with all with all these comic book movies, you know, I actually had really high expectations for Batman v Superman 
dawn of possibly justice, which means murdering people. Uh, Let, let's spoilers. Get, let's get into this, all right? <laughs> let's get let's get into this fucking full steam ahead. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, very very um scared about Ben Affleck as Batman because you know that's my man. You know, not Ben Affleck, but Batman. And um, Zack Snyder's always kind of iffy. I went in with low expectations after the last trailer. So uh, you, why don't you kick it off? Tell me about your experience, what you thought, and you know, you know, break it down for us. Okay. Well, first off, uh, the first time I viewed this, I, I very much enjoyed it, and it, it had to take a second viewing for me to realize and see everything that was happening and pay attention to close detail. So right off the bat, you basically get a montage of you know. Batman becoming Batman again and his parents dying and you've it, it, he starts floating in the air so you're like what the fuck is he Superman all of a sudden but he establishes that it's a dream and then thank we get God thank God right dude, that I was, was like, worried yeah yeah right off the bat I was like dude this is kind of turning south already already but then we get this whole you know Superman destroying everything like he did in Man of Steel and uh. Bruce Wayne tries to kind of stop, uh, like, go to Wayne Tower and help everybody that he can. But uh, a lot of people died and a lot of people got hurt. So that's why it's established that, you know, he doesn't trust Superman at all. And at that point, I, I, I'm behind Batman. I'm like, okay, I can see it. This is the whole, like, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, you're at a bar and some chick, like, is walking away and some guy grabs a chick like you're gonna go in and want to deck this guy but little did you know before looking at that the chick just punched the guy a whole bunch of times and he was just trying to like calm her down or something you know so from an outside perspective it looks pretty bad but from the inside perspective between zod and superman superman was doing what he needed to do right so then we get into <laughs> this giant outer and 45 minutes of just setup and dialogue. Yeah. No real action other than maybe Batman jungle jimming in through the ceiling. I didn't understand that part at all. Which when he, um, which when was he this? takes on remember, uh, so like this is the first uh, sighting of Batman we've had, and and I, and I believe a long time. And the cops go into the house. Oh yeah. And okay. and the like. Oriental women are like, hey, we don't want to leave. The devil is still here. And you see, I believe it's, no, it's not the KG beast. He's in the next scene. But there's some, like, you know, henchman in the corner, and he has a Batman branding. And Batman's somehow suspended himself in a corner, just hiding in the dark. Mm. And then he, like, shoves his fist through the ceiling to, like, jungle gym like swing his arms from like a rack to rack. I didn't understand that and pull himself through the roof and out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I didn't, I don't, I, I still don't understand how that's physically possible. Is that one of those, you know, he's Batman type of situations? I, I guess so, <laughs> dude. Like how does he know where the framing is of the ceiling or like, even if he's grabbing on the ceiling, as bulky as Batman is, that he's got to weigh at least two hundred plus, man. There's oh, yeah. no way that ceiling fucking supporting him. And right. then how do you, how do you rocket ship out? What did he grab? On? I don't I I don't fucking get it. I'm glad you brought that up. You're the first person to bring that up. Usually people have problems with um, 
other things, but that that's good. I didn't even realize that, right? Yeah, like, oh, trust me, there's a lot of issues in the long run I had with, <laughs> with this. But um, after that, we get into... We get into the Batman montage and then, like, figuring out, you know, Superman's like, oh, well, I, uh, I don't know if, oh, wait, wait, backtrack, I apologize. Lois Lane goes on into the desert and she's trying to interview some terrorists and they bring in Jimmy Olsen for the <laughs> first time. And you're like, sweet, man, like, I'm getting back to the Superman I love. Apparently, Jimmy Olsen's working for the CIA, and he had a tracker inside of his camera and gets killed right off the bat. Why did he have to be Jimmy Olsen? I don't understand that. I don't understand that either, but I heard uh, through the grapevine, uh, I haven't found the interview yet, but I heard that essentially Jimmy Olsen, uh, 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 Zack Snyder didn't know what to do with Jimmy Olsen, so he's just like, ah, we'll just kill him. Well, I would I would think just don't use him then, and maybe save him for the future. I mean, he is right? he is like a shitty, useless character, but he is part of the fucking world, the universe. Everyone knows who the fuck he is. I know who he is. Yeah, I so, mean, even at, at one point, like Jimmy Olsen, uh, to stop Superman from going ape shit, uh, induces himself with the Doomsday virus and becomes Doomsday for a short period of time. I mean, Jimmy Olsen could have really good scapegoat stories that they could play in on, you know, this this DCU. But no, let's just let's let's just kill him off. It's fine. That's just no foresight at all, right there. Yeah, and then another issue I have is immediately after this because Superman comes to save Lois. Uh, I guess the team that the terrorist has, he didn't do his research properly and finds out that. The team he has that he, I guess, hired or didn't hire goes rogue and kills half of his other team. I uh, that that whole Africa desert scene, I don't know because it's they they blame the guy's death. All the guys that they blame the death on on Superman, but they're all death. Yeah. They they're all death by guns. They all died by guns. That's what I'm. And they blame yes, it on Superman exactly. And they're like, yeah, yeah, and he answers to nobody. It's like, have you fucking even tried to ask him? Not at one point in this movie so far, nor after this, until, like, Superman finally does come out. They're like, let's get his side of the story. You've been fucking judging this entire movie on nothing but he says, she says. No fucking video evidence. Nothing. And you're right. just like, oh, Superman's a dick. It's like, he fucking saved your asses. And unfortunately, thousands of people died. But you still saw someone trying to kill the human race, and there's uh, there's eyewitnesses to that, and he kills the last person of his kind, and y'all gotta have the nerve to be like, oh, but he attacked this small village where nobody's ever heard of, and I flew all the way to the United States just to fucking complain about him. And you know what else? The people, they fucking loved him because they built him a monument. Yeah! And, and then they this little thing happens in a foreign country, and everyone hates him. Yeah, it's like fucking Superman, you know, clogs the toilet, and they're like, he's a horrible person. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is and it not some shit that could possibly happen to anybody? Like, like, they love him so much, they build him a monument, but they don't bother to investigate if he really killed these people or not? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> not at one fucking moment. Are they like, you know what? We're going to look into this. We're going to send a SWAT team, or we're going to send whatever the fucking Interpol. I don't know. Whoever is the United Nations detectives. 
go fucking investigate this scene and see what happens. No, they're just going to trust this one random woman, which plays no key character later on, doesn't address shit, just comes in to piss and moan about Superman and leaves and is never seen again. And the part where a Superman's coming to to, to defend, uh, well, I don't know if to defend himself, but he's stepping up to speak on his own behalf, which is something I would have liked to have seen, and we don't get it. No, not at all. The not fucking at all. The, the whole place fucking explodes. Yeah, which I'm still confused on that because when that happens, I don't know if it's Lex Luthor planted a bomb in the wheelchair for the crippled guy that Bruce saves at the beginning, or. If, like, the guy strapped himself to begin with. I think it was the chair. I hope it was the chair. And, you know, fucking Lex Luthor's partner, the Asian woman, was in there. Yeah, Mercy? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, like, obviously you don't have Mercy for this woman because you sacrificed her. Yeah, I wonder. He probably didn't even tell her, though. Yeah. And, and okay, one of the huge, huge, huge issues. Even wait, wait, watching... wait. We're not going to get into Lex now, are we? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's no, save no. him for a little oh, later. Okay. okay, okay, we'll save him. Let's so, deal with Batman and Superman first, then we'll get into these other guys. So it eventually gets into Batman's trying to figure out... Batman figures out that Lex is trying to import kryptonite, so he needs to figure out when, where, how, and why. And he is like, I need to break into Lex's house. And just ironically, Lex is going to have a party and decided to invite uh, Bruce. In that, we find Diana... Uh, which is Wonder Woman. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie, which I don't know if a lot of people notice, but when Lex goes up and goes, oh, like a philanthropist, this is actually the definition from the Greek gods and starts going into Greek mythology, Wonder Woman gets annoyed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just makes a face like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and walks away. Myself and my co-host, Billy, we were cracking up loud in the movie theater. Nobody got that reference. Nobody saw her face. Everyone, like, it just went right over everybody's head. Yeah, you know, now that you said that, if I would have known ahead of time, like, I didn't even realize, I didn't even think of her past or, or any of her, you know, her world. I didn't pick that up, man. That's good. Yeah, but they also contradict themselves later on because she's like, a hundred years ago, I was around here, and then I left. And it was like, okay, so you came to man's world, and then you left, but you're defined as a metahuman. You're not, defi- you're not defined as a god. You're not defined as anything else but a metahuman, according to Lex Luthor. So I really don't understand what Wonder Woman is now. And she came back for a fucking photo. That's why she's came come back in for yeah, 100 of, years. Oh, come yeah, on. And, out, and out of nowhere, Wonder Woman is part of like World War Two. I was like, oh, so she's your answer to Captain America. Wait a minute. That happened. Shit. That would happen within the last 100 years. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if she just like cruised in and then was like, oh, y'all are fighting a war. Let me help you out. And then, OK, I'm going to bounce. But uh, apparently they're going to establish that in the Wonder Woman movie. I don't know. That, that is their answer to Captain America because she had a crew with her too. Yeah, and which you see Chris Pine, which I'm pretty sure is played. I'm pretty sure he's playing Steve Trevor, which is Wonder Woman's love interest. Well, let me rephrase that. Wonder Woman's love interest recently. Yeah, I've read about that. That's that definitely the name I saw, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – and supposedly um, – Chris Pine is playing double characters, so I don't know who else he might be playing. 
I don't know if they're mm. gonna randomly be like Steve Trevor, Green Lantern, or what the <laughs> fuck they're gonna do with it. I hope to God not, but you know, whatever. I'm not, you know, Zack Snyder. I'm not shitting on the the universe. You know, he is. Anyway, yeah. back into it. Um, so Batman's trying to figure out stuff. Apparently, Diana is, which I I don't understand how she's rich. I don't understand how she's invited to these parties. I don't understand how she is she is seen as a public figure for Lex to recognize her. Is right. Lex just randomly inviting her, being like, oh, you're part of this metahuman thing that I've seen. I don't know what her stature in life is. Yeah, there's no reason for Lex to invite her. I mean, he, had, he had a reason to invite Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne yeah. to, um, you know, eventually get them to, to, to fight or, or, or get Bruce Wayne a little look into his house so he knows how to get in when he wants to steal the kryptonite. But there's no reason for uh, Diana Prince to be there. But realize that long-ass sentence you had to say. That's what this movie feels like. It's like you have to be like, yeah. well, Batman comes in because he wants to steal kryptonite to make sure that Superman is in check, but Superman kind of is but isn't, and he checks himself. It's just like it, it, it. this movie was very bothersome the second time around since I was paying attention. And yeah. It, randomly, when, when Bruce finally gets the decoder back to uh, from Diana because she steals it, and says, hey, you know, I was looking for a picture. I couldn't find it. But here, like, I'm sharing with you. I'm going to give it back. Which, Batman found it fairly easily. Well, couldn't she just be like, couldn't she? I feel like it was a waste. Because, I don't know, it's like, you know, why don't you just do it? Why do I have to steal it and then bring it back and make a thing of it? And just be like, I couldn't fucking figure out. It's like, then why'd you steal it to begin with? Exactly. Like, what, was, what was your plan after this? It's like your buddy that's like, hey, man, we're going to go and we're going to like do something crazy and just parks randomly in a parking lot. And you're like, what are we doing? I haven't thought that far. So you got me in this fucking car and didn't even have a plan? Like, oh, you know what? Fuck? Yeah, you know, it's that, you know what? I, she probably didn't want to just give it to him because her stupid photo was on there. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was just annoying. But then we have, out of nowhere, not only is it Batman that kills because he finds out that justice just doesn't work right and that times have changed and we've seen good guys become bad guys. I think he's hinting towards Jason Todd becoming from Robin to Red Hood. I don't know. Or Two-Face. Or Two-Face, yeah. But we have time travel and hallucinations, which... What? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was going to ask you about the Flash's uh, suit, but uh, go ahead, finish your thought. So, there were things I liked and things I did not like about this flashback. It's probably the biggest key player, other than Lex uh, flipping the stupid painting of, like, heaven to uh, hell upside down. And that when Batman comes out, he sees the Omega sign, which is Dark Side's sign. Which is, you know, DC Comics Thanos, if you will. Right. And then on top of it, Batman's like, I need to stop Superman. Do these secret police people or military, I don't know, resistance, whatever they are. Why does he need guards? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I don't. I. It's a don't. dream sequence. I get it. But, I mean. Yeah, so there's no kryptonite. Batman gets caught. But that's when we have a vision of these random aliens coming in. They don't address who they are. They don't name them. They don't do anything. But the aliens come in. One of them knocks out 
Batman. Those are parademons. Those are dark sides minions. They don't even fucking address it to people that don't know who the hell Darkseid or Parademons are. So if you're looking at this, you're like, what the fuck are these? What are these? I don't know what these are. So do you think that they're going to use Darkseid in, in this world? Definitely. They're, gonna, they're using Darkseid. I believe they're going to bust their load too quick, and they're going to use Darkseid in the Justice League movie, which is in 2017. All right, so they're going to use Darkseid. Dark so you got the Parademons, you got the Omega symbol. That means Batman is is a prem, is seeing premonitions. That's not just a dream. Yeah, but that's the thing is that how the fuck is Batman seeing all of a sudden he's a metahuman now? Right, that's that's like, the weird thing. Like he's not and notice he's not really a detective anymore. He just kind of like looks at stuff and says like there's this word that's affiliated with you and I'm going to try to point it towards you, I guess. I don't know. It would be uh, a waste to use all that stuff in a dream. Right? And then immediately after that dream is when, you know, Superman comes and kills Batman, but Bruce Wayne wakes up and we get time travel because now in this dream that's not a dream but time traveling, but I guess not if it's a dream. I don't fucking know. I like the fl- that flash sequence. I didn't like he was wearing some kind of metal weird suit. I don't know I what I think it was is. to protect him through – if I'm going to just hypothetically speaking throw this out. I think it was him – that's like some sort of protection thing through the speed force uh, that helps him time travel. That's what I think it was. But I do oh, yeah. like that scene. And he basically says, like, Bruce, like, you've been right about him. You've always been right about him. Lois is the key. And he notices that Bruce is just like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, am I too early? Oh, <laughs> Did no, he say I'm that? Too early. Yeah, he says it. He goes, am I too early? Oh, no, I'm too early. He's like, you're right, Bruce. You've been right, and that's when Bruce wakes up. I didn't. I didn't catch that second part. That's a kind of funny, actually. Yeah. So that was our first glimpse, uh, first horrible. But that really glimpse. happened. That wasn't a dream. Yeah, but that's the thing. How the fuck am I supposed to know this? Because he wakes up again. So does he magically sit back into his chair and fall back asleep and then wake up? The premonitions don't make sense. You know how we know the Flash wasn't a dream? And I didn't pick this up. I heard this on another podcast. When he wakes up from the Flash sequence, the, pa- the there's papers still floating around. Yeah, but still. So th- but, then, but that knocks you back out? There's, there's also in his dream when, at the very beginning, when Bruce hits the floor, when he falls through into that bat cave, uh, the, the, the cave or the yeah. well, whatever you want to call it, one of the pearls from his mother falls with him. Hmm. So from the murder, it transitions into him falling, and one of the pearls falls with him in his hand and hits the floor. And it's like plain as day, but they don't address it. And I guess that's the only thing that clues in to that beginning sequence being a dream, but it apparently happened, so it's like his nightmares. Uh, Dude. It's weird. Yeah, and we're not even fucking halfway into this shit. So (laughs) driving on, you really don't need to know anything else. Lex basically... Not only gets his kryptonite, but oddly feeds Jolly Ranchers to another man. What the fuck was that? I don't know. And don't why know. would that dude let that little squirt fucking do that to him? I, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, whoa, dude. Like, first off, personal space. Second off, you ever do that again, I'm breaking your wrist. <laughs> like, don't ever try to feed me. Here, I'm going to take a Jolly Rancher. We have a deal, by the way. But don't ever try to fucking feed me. And then take, you know, take the Jolly Rancher and that's it. 
And after that, is that when uh, Lex goes into the ship? Well, yeah, Lex gets full access to the ship. All right, so uh, when I saw this in the theater, that's when I passed out. You fell asleep during the movie, Mike? In the, <laughs> in the theater the first time, yeah, for about 20 minutes. Cause I, well, when, when Lex is in the ship in the goo and he, and, he, and he puts his blood on Zod's face... And then I woke up and Batman's fighting Superman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you didn't miss out on much. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I was bored. This movie bored me so much. It's because there was – look, there were really awesome um, – how can I describe this? Not oh, – there were really awesome like homages and really awesome uh, references. Like perfect example, if anybody's ever read The Dark Knight Returns, there's a part where the mutant has a baby and goes like, don't get any closer. I'll kill her. I swear to God, I'll kill her. And like Batman shoots the mutant in the head and goes, I believe you. And like takes the baby and walks away. They replaced that with the Russian and Clark's mom. I love that they, they, they pretty much recreated that scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a great scene. It was awesome. And, but that we're still we're getting ahead of ourselves with that. So Lex gets full access to everything. He even gets Zod's body and cuts off Zod's fingertips and gets access into the ship and takes control of the ship and learns about history with everything, which if the people didn't understand at the very end of the movie why Lex was saying like something bigger is coming, this is the only reference that I could find that Lex would know there's bigger and badder things in this universe because the computer says, I have knowledge of over a thousand planets. Yeah. And Lex says, teach me. So that's the only link I could find to Lex even knowing about extraterrestrial things or bigger, badder things in this world or in this universe, I should say. Yeah. So, uh, so we get Wait, all wh- that is why the blood on the face. Oh, because I, you know what? Honestly, it 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 says it. It just doesn't make sense because it basically says like you have the body to host something, but now it needs DNA, and Lex gives it its own personal DNA. But then it says like in order to modify and like change people's bodies. It's it's considered an abomination and is you know frowned upon and illegal on Krypton and Lex says, well, yeah right. Where is Krypton? Krypton? Yeah. And they're like, oh well, they're dead. He's like, well, fuck them. Like I don't care. Like yeah. let's do this. And the right. computer's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, you know what? Screw Krypton. Like, <laughs> com- yeah, it goes right along with them. Yeah, like I don't know when or where like computers all of a sudden threw out protocol and they're like, yeah, fuck it. You're right, dude. You want to get a drink after this? We'll hang out. It's cool, man. Let's break protocol left and right. Like the computer's just like, oh yeah, I'll listen. So <laughs> that happened. And I still kind of don't understand when Lex is like, here is your doomsday built to kill you. I don't know how Lex programmed doomsday to kill him when when technically Zod's DNA and what it was embedded in his brain that he was supposed to save Krypton. And Superman from Man of Steel has inherited basically everybody's jobs or personalities from Krypton. So I don't know how Lex designed Doomsday to only concentrate on Superman. And why does 
Lex Luthor hates Superman again in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Why? That is the biggest problem. I just threw something right now. That is the biggest problem with this movie. What is Lex's motive? I don't know. Let's talk about Lex Luthor, man. Let's get into Let's this. Let's get into this. So, uh, in a nutshell, you guys, in the long run, basically, Batman and Superman fight. They team up. Wonder Woman sees it. They team up. They take down Lex Luthor. Superman dies twice, technically. She was great, by the way. Who? Uh, Gal Gadot? I liked, I liked uh, Wonder Woman's character. I, you know what? She did a lot more than, than Batman because he hid that entire fight with Doomsday. And then he came out at the end and, and with yeah, the yeah, kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh, my time to shine. Yeah. And shot a, a gun with uh, one of those kryptonite canisters from far away. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then we'll, we'll spoil the very, very end. But yeah, let's get into Lex Luthor. All right, so what, for, judging from the tr- – right, I hated the casting – and this is coming from a guy who doesn't know Superman comics. I know fucking all the movies. Wait, you hated all the casting or just Lex Luthor? I just, well, I, I didn't like anybody really, but uh, I really like Batman, by the way, while we're talking about it. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was the best part of the movie. I want to see more of him. But Lex Luthor, I hated that casting of him. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? And then you see him in the trailer, you're like, oh my God, what a disaster. And then um, you kind of had faith. And then you watched it, and you're like, no, this was just thrown out the fucking window. I thought it was bad. It wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really bad. And for me, it was just not regular bad. But then again, I don't know Lex Luthor like you might. (sighs) Fuck. Okay, so Lex Luthor is like the end-all, be-all geniuses. Like, he knows your next step. He is by far, like, the smartest man, basically the smartest man in the world. And he, he's, the reason he kind of has a beef with, like, Superman is that he's like, look, Superman can save the world. I just think I could do it better. And I would have the moonlight and the limelight if Superman never came to this planet, which is why I hate him. And well, I mean, Lex would kind of be the Superman, really. Yeah, but unfortunately, like, Superman did come, so, like, that that shine, that light is taken away from Lex. And um, th- Lex's personality is, is very strong, but he's just wicked fucking smart. Not that he could just think, like, ten moves ahead, but, like, perfect example, there's something called Forever Evil, and I do not suggest reading it, but it was a DC comic event where... Uh, the crime syndicate from from Earth 3 comes over and takes over. So basically, like, bad Superman, bad Batman, bad Wonder Woman, bad Flash, bad Green Lantern, all of them come over and just fuck shit up. And Lex Luthor actually is trying to lead a resistance to bring the world back to order because if these bad people take over, Lex can't take over. And eventually, in the, ro- the long run, Lex kills Dick Grayson. And it's because Dick Grayson has a bomb implanted in his body that if at any moment something happens to him other than death, the bomb's going to explode and, like, destroy a whole bunch of things. Mm. So Lex kills, like, basically covers Dick Grayson's mouth and makes sure he can't breathe. And Batman's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Lex turns to Batman and is like, dude, you have to trust me. Like, I'm a genius. I know what I'm doing. Let me do this. I'm about to save the world. Dick Grayson dies bomb doesn't go off but then Lex Luthor injects him with adrenaline and brings him back to life Mm. so 
in doing that, Batman's like, you know what? We need Lex Luthor in the Justice League. And Lex Luthor joins the Justice League, and they wrap the lasso of truth around him, and they figure out what Lex is all about and why he's so evil. And he's like, he basically says, like, look, I just think I could do a better job than you guys. I'm smarter than you. I'm more intelligent than you. I know a lot more about human beings than you guys do because you're too busy, you know, saving the world and being metahumans. So I could do a better job. So, like, fuck it. Let's join him with the Justice League. That's what Lex is essentially all about. Okay. Yes, he's evil. Right. But he just he sees like the world as flawed, and he's like, I could fix this, but since nobody wants to let me, I have to forcefully do it. Okay. All right. That sounds so, good. So you know, it, it it it's Hitlerish, if you will, but nonetheless, it's still like that's what drives and motivates. Did Lex you Luther. did you read the uh, the Lex Luthor book, the standalone? Uh, I think no, Luther. Yes, just, yes. No, I didn't with Brian Azzarello. I, I that's my next. That and uh, Daredevil: Born Again are my end. Volume five of IDW's TMNT. Those are my next graphic novels to pick up. Yeah, I heard that Luther book is pretty good. It's amazing. I've heard nothing but nothing but amazing amazing reviews it's actually one of the essential books if you do want to get into superman that uh dc recommends reading but yeah i i lex luther this is not lex luther i don't know if this guy's retarded <laughs> or really smart or really dumb because here's the thing is that like okay i don't know if lex is behind everything because superman gets photos and he's like is this i mean clark kent gets photos of like things that happen that batman did and is like is this justice it's like well who fucking knew that superman was clark kent and it didn't establish it till later on that lex luther knew and on top of it you get like lex luther says like you let your family die and that's a reference to when batman or bruce wayne got the last paycheck of the crippled guy so how does he know about that? I don't understand. If he knows he has everything. His hand in, yeah. Does he hand? Does he have his hand in everything? He doesn't address that he has his hand in everything. The only thing I think he really had his hand in was pissing in that fucking jar and saying it's grandma's peach tea. Yeah. He he. Not only does he know who who Superman is and Batman is, he created all the logos for the Justice League. That's the fucking thing. And he named them. <laughs> he named them. Dude, he was like this guy. And I might add. Like, yes, they're their names, but how talentless with, like, a super genius that knows everything. He's like, you know what this guy's going to be called? <laughs> An Aquaman. And you this guy this right here, he's a yeah. cyborg. Guess what his name is? Yeah. Cyborg. And you want to know the weird thing about the cyborg thing? I don't even know how this fucking mother box applied itself onto him or how he's surviving, but it happened. And guess what? This guy that just has long hair and apparently runs so fast that he destroys cameras. So I don't know if the Flash in future movies, when he's running down like a street, is he going to destroy everything, just how Superman and everybody else in this fucking universe does? <laughs> or, like, I mean, everything is destruction in this shit, man. Dude, I, I hate to say it. Zack Snyder, you have officially fallen into Michael Bay territory. What about the horrible... Aquaman scene. I can't even call it a scene. It's just like him posing for a second and then destroying the camera. 
I, I so look. she it was I dude, I was watching that in the theater and I was like got the douche chills. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's awful. Look, I would have been okay with it, Mike, if if it just would have been like three seconds. If you would have saw Aquaman's eyes, saw his face, pulled the trident back, and broke through. But they've sat so fucking long on like, yes, we get it. It's fucking Aquaman. He has long hair. Hmm. It flows back and forth in the water. Then he fucking attacks. No, that's not the way Aquaman would work. It seemed like forever. And he's holding his breath. He yeah, was... you noticed that too? Yes. You noticed that? I was like, oh my God, why is he holding his breath? Like, this makes no fucking sense. So bad. I mean, I didn't mind the flesh thing so much. Uh, the, the cyborg thing looked weird and the Aquaman was awful. It was so, it was like, it just seemed like so... Ah, God, it's so fucking cheesy. And you know what? The thing is, Hans Zimmerman usually does amazing music. for Even throughout all the Dark Knight trilogy, the music always sat very well. Yes, it's like dark and ominous, you know, no pun intended towards forgetting Sarah Marshall. But, you know, it was dark and ominous. Like, that's the way it was. Every time... Anything was mentioned of the Justice League. It was like, yeah. and it's like guitar. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this music? Like, this well, is the Justice League music. This is a 90s cartoon theme song. He just Justice announced League. he's done with superhero movies. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he just, Lord, he's he done with it. Fucked up job, man. Yeah, he was like, he just announced uh, he's done doing scoring uh, superhero movies. I'm glad. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do from here on in, but I'm glad he's done. But yeah, his Joker theme is the fucking I love it. That that just that that one note that just rises as the scene yeah. is tense. It's like eh. Yeah. That was it's fucking like beautiful. It's almost like a chainsaw without being a chainsaw on a keyboard. It was great. That was a fucking awesome thing he did. Um yeah. so, so Lex is no good. Lex, okay, look. If we had I'd say if Lex's if Lex's motives were established and if he wouldn't have just went into weird, random Ticks tangents. And fucking weirdness. Yeah, like, the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. It's like, really, dude? Like, I don't, at no point do I feel you're evil. I just think, I just think you're stupid. I feel you're like they, he, they made him say that line just for the trailer. Because during the movie, I know what he meant, but it, it didn't work. I don't know. No, it didn't. Everything he said didn't work when he randomly when he's at his party and he like tries to go into like power and like all this weird stuff he just he makes no fucking sense and then he's just like everybody drink and if it was me at that party i'd be like this guy's fucking insane all this hooch is probably poisoned i'm getting the fuck out of here and checking into a hospital because i do not trust this guy but all the rich people are like, oh, fuck it. He's just crazy. Uh, get me another shot of tequila, please, before this motherfucker <laughs> kicks us out. Thank do you. you. I appreciate do you that. think his father is like the real Lex Luthor? No. And he's just a product of that? He's like the whiny Lex Luthor Jr.? We don't that even know where his father is. That's true. Or, we or don't did, know where a lot of things are, like where Zack Snyder's mind was when he was filming this entire movie. Did they mention yeah. where his father is or... I think they said he passed away, to be honest. Oh, okay, because his name was Lex, too. Yeah, and that's what he says, like, like you know, my father... I think he says my father passed this down to me. I don't know. 
I really don't know. The only other reference we get is that, like, oh, like, it was when um, he was Superman. Yeah, when it was Superman and um, and Lex, and he's like, oh, like your father, like, no, 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 it was with the senator, I believe. Yeah, it was with the senator. And he's like, this was my father's room. I haven't touched it, you know, and all this other stuff. So he's a little. You know, it makes sense. I guess he's just a whiny little brat that always wanted his daddy's approval and never got it. What do you think of Ben Affleck as Batman? <laughs> um, Slash I, Bruce Wayne. Okay, uh. I, I thought he was great right up until Superman says, like, you gotta save Martha. And he was like, why did you say that name? Yeah. Why did you say that name? I was like, are you fucking kidding? You just, like, I would rather him busted uh, the Pete Holmes and put a cigarette in his mouth and go, go Patriots. <laughs> I would have rather him fucking do that than say that fucking line. Because it was just, it was stupid. Yeah, that was a dumb reason to stop fighting. Um... Yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like me about him to fight some person and to be like, He'd be like, you know, what about Sandra? And, I'd, and uh, you know, that's my mom's name. So yeah. I wouldn't stop. I'd be like, I'd beat the living shit out of you even harder now that you mention my mother's name and I'm pissed off at you. Do you have like, a problem with him killing? Because uh, he, he took out a couple people. Oh, yeah. He used a gun. Yeah. Several times. Um, he used... Uh, look, I can... I can understand... But it's not the Batman way. Right. Like, plain and simple, there's an amazing, amazing, amazing comic, and I actually highly suggest uh, you trying to find it, Mike. It's called uh, Batman the Cult. And uh, this man named Deacon Blackfire is living in the sewers and is brainwashing people to, to join their cult and basically go up top and like murder people it's almost like a charles manson kind of idea okay if you will but eventually batman joins the cult and he gives batman a gun and batman is killing people and when he finally snaps out of it it's like other than when batman was defeated from bane this was the only other time that Batman like truly felt defeated because not only did he murder, which he's not supposed to do, he also used a gun and That's, like, yeah. mowed down motherfuckers. So mentally, he was just completely gone. And like Tim Drake was like, dude, I don't know what to do with you, man. Like It happened, but it wasn't your fault. He's like, yeah, but there was a part of me that still felt like I had control and apparently I didn't. No, that's interesting, so, yeah. Yeah, so great, amazing con. I actually I lucked out because I found all four issues, and I was like, "Oh, these are in perfect condition." And I was like, "Oh, some piece of shit fucking signed their fucking pen in it. Who's this asshole?" <laughs> I ended up looking it up. The same man that invented uh, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, Jim Starlin, is the man that wrote Batman: The Cult. He fucking signed all four, and I got them all together for eight bucks. The person that was signing nice. it did not know. Beautiful. That it was his signature. But yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, but anyways, th- with Batman killing, like I said, like something like that, I would understand. But they do address in the movie that, you know, times are changing and that justice doesn't work the same way that it is. And that, you know, we've seen good people turn bad and we've seen all these things. So the only way to do it properly is to, you know, take them out. Right. So 
within the movie, I'm okay with it. But is it the Batman way? No, no way in fucking hell. They, yeah. but they, but they gave reason, which that's the only way I'm really gonna shit on anything at this point. Because if you don't give a reason, like Lex Luthor's complete fucking existence, you know, <laughs> like, like, I, I'm not gonna complain. So you know. It wasn't good. What did you think? Are you okay with this? You're Batman. I know you're a Batman fan, so what did you think? Yeah, I got the animated fucking series box set and all that shit. Uh, uh, you know what? If if Ben, if I didn't know who Ben Affleck was and he was like an unknown actor, and this was like if this was his Batman, this would probably this might be my favorite Batman. Uh, 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 we got to see the solo movie first. But like Christian Which Bale, I am not looking forward to. Christian Bale is like my Batman. Even though Keaton was the guy I grew up with when I was a kid. I like Chris, the Christian Bale movies. But yo, I just like the way he moved in this one. I like the way he fought. I like the fact I like that he's killing people, that he stabbed he stabbed the guy, he's breaking limbs. I like this Batman. I really that was the only thing I liked about this movie was Batman scene. I just want to see more of Alfred. I want to see more of the Batcave. I want to see more Batman. I'm really yeah. I'm looking forward to the new Batman movie. I am at the opposite of you. I really want to see this solo Batman flick. I d- dude, there's just there's no reason to touch it. But there's also <laughs> there's no reason to do anything Zack Snyder has done so far. Like but I'm also not a fan of Zack Snyder either. I don't like 300. Uh, I think Watchmen is okay, and it's only because he basically shot the comic book frame for frame. Um, I'm not okay with Sucker Punch. Uh, what else did he fucking do? I'm, I didn't really care for Man of Steel. Um, Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay, the Dawn of the Dead remake was good, but it's not the greatest thing that's ever been told in the history of cinema. And he did an owl uh, cartoon movie, uh, like a CGI owl movie. Oh, I have, I have no idea on that. But other than that, that, those are the only ones he's done, correct? Yeah, I think so. So, like, I can't, I can't man. I can't, I can't see your same fucking filter that you used for 300, that you used for Sucker Punch, that you threw on to Man of Steel, that now you threw on to Dawn of Justice. I don't want to see the same slow-mo that you did for 300, and then you did it for Sucker Punch. Man of Steel and now Dawn of Justice and the same fucking rain that you did for 300 in Sucker Punch, Man of Steel and now Dawn of Justice. It's, I'm fucking over you. I, I hate him as a fucking director. I think a lot of people are getting sick of him, his shit. Um, uh, what was I just going to say about Zack Snyder? He's you know, a giant I, piece I, of shit. I agree. Yeah, here's the weird thing about Batman vs. Superman is that I saw it the first time, did not like it bored to death with it it was stupid i saw it the second time i liked it a little better still don't think it's a good movie it's a mess it's everywhere and for some reason i want to watch it again i don't know why i want to watch it again (laughs) no don't worry you know what uh everybody i've gone with is like i need to watch this a few times to see if i really feel it's a good movie and the first time i saw i'm not gonna lie i gave it like an eight i thought it was i thought it was good thought it was great i was like i understood all the references and you know, all this stuff, but then I went in the second time, I was like, alright, like, now, instead of being all fucking giddy, and, you know, jerking off to the movie screen, because I'm so fucking excited that I'm saying Batman fights Superman, and Doomsday, and all these things, let me go in, and actually, like, pay attention, and watch this fucking movie, and as I'm paying attention, that's when all the problems arose, and it was like, 
you know, everything was pretty fucking serious right up until the doomsday fight. Then it all it went all happy, happy, joy, joy, rainbows, sunshines, unicorns and shit. And I was just like, dude, like this this movie's like you already said, way too much all over the place. Yeah, it's it's it doomsday looked horrible. Looked horrible. Yeah, the, yeah, and that was the thing. At least like the final form of Doomsday, I was like, yeah, like I got excited in the movie there. I'm like, we're gonna see like Doomsday, Doomsday. Zack Snyder wouldn't fuck this up. No, no, he fucked it up. He fucked it up really bad. It just What's your the, score now? A six. That's a that's a pretty big drop. Yeah, and 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 it's because there's giant fucking plot holes. Don't know what Lex Luthor's motive is. Don't understand how Batman has visions. Um, don't understand how the mother box worked properly to combine with Cyborg. Don't understand how Lex Luthor filmed and got a hold of all these things and created logos. It's like you know. took him off of YouTube, right? It's it's like it's like word of mouth is like, did you hear this like crazy person that runs fast? Is like, no, but I'm going to look that up. Let me go do that right now. So it, bad that scene. Ugh. Yeah, and you know, Gal. I think the deeming factors of this movie was definitely Gal Gadot and uh, and Ben Affleck. But Alfred was that, great. Oh, uh, uh, what's it? Iron Jeremy Irons. He only had like two Jeremy scenes, Irons. but he killed it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, it, uh, yeah, you're right. He had like two or three scenes with like three or four lines at the most. But you know, he yeah, he killed it. But you know. I mean, I would too if I only had three scenes in a movie. So I want to see more of them. I want to. I want to see more of certain things, but I want to see less of Zack Snyder's print on these things. Here's another problem with this movie: it's Batman versus Superman. We haven't even talked about Superman because there's nothing to talk about. He didn't do anything. He didn't. He flew through a wall. He he uh, appeared at Congress, and you know that that blew up. There was and him saving people during a montage. Which which was all slow motion, so we don't even count those fucking scenes. And then we get He fought him. Doomsday. And oh, no, he no, fought no, Batman no, and no, fought No, no, Doomsday. he didn't no, he, he he lets himself get hit by a car. Which which I might add, this didn't make sense, Mike. This made no fucking sense. He goes up to Batman and says, The next time they flash your light in the sky, don't go. They have never fucking flashed his light in the fucking sky. Not once through the movie. Only at the very end when Batman turns it on himself. At no point is there a light in the fucking sky. He I, makes a sentence that makes no sense. Well, because here's the thing also. Because Batman, this is old Batman, so he's been around for a while. So if they've sh- shown his light in the past. But Bruce Wayne, don't, I mean, Clark Kent don't even know who the fuck he is. That's what I'm saying. So even if they, sh- even if they used the light 20 years ago and it's a, it's a myth or whatever... He doesn't even know who the fuck Bruce Wayne is. No. He so he's not going to know who Batman is. He's not going to know about the bat signal. It made no fucking sense. And I don't like the fact, and this is getting nitpicky, but I don't like <laughs> the fact that you can see the bat signal from Metropolis. I don't know why, I just don't like it. <laughs> and, and, and the simple fact that, like, okay, uh, uh, you know what? Let's, let's back up. Let's not, let's not shit on this too much. There is one thing I did like. Other than when Doomsday was fucking up the city when he kept... I guess powering up or you know going Super Saiyan three or whatever the fuck he was doing, he that was the only time cities were getting destroyed. Every single time they landed anywhere, they're like it's inhabitable. Even when they went back to Gotham, Diana's like or Wonder Woman, whatever you want to call it, uh, was like, hey, 
why did you bring him back to the city? He's like, don't worry, this port is abandoned. You have nothing to worry about. So at least fights were taken to, to areas where it wasn't habitable. And they, they also made a point there. to um, say it in a newscast. They, was, they were fighting in the city, and, and the newscaster says, well, at least it's after 5 o'clock. Everyone's home from work by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but once again, it's funny because, like, Lawrence Fishburne in, like, Man of Steel is like, oh, nobody exit until, you know, this sound wave that's about to destroy our tower, you know, gets really fucking close. All right, everybody, get out, get out, get out. And then in this <laughs> one, once again, it's like crazy fucking electricity shit is happening, and he's like, no, no, no. Everybody stay. It's like nobody at the newspaper should even be there past the fucking sun going down. Yeah. Not one person yeah. should be there. But apparently everybody's having fucking martinis and talking and hanging out there. It's like n- nobody grieved over Jimmy Olsen dying either. You know, it's just like everything's fucking hunky-dory with them. Although I do like at the very end when they find, you know, Superman takes on Doomsday. He sacrifices himself. Yay, evil is finally ridden. When they're burying the bodies... They address like they don't even have Superman's body; they just have an empty casket with with the Senate, and they're like, "Yeah, well, they're burying him like a soldier because they don't know how else to do it." So we do know that that is Clark's body that is being buried back in Smallville. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the very end. Take it away, Mike. Okay, so they kill Superman. Um... Uh, you know they're at the funeral and Bruce Wayne is telling uh, Diana Prince that he's got to get the Justice League together because some shit's gonna go down in the future. Oh Cap- yeah, and why is that, Mike? I just have he a just hunch. has a hunch. Yeah, he just figures that eh, it's a good idea. He's just metahuman as fuck, but won't admit it. Um, camera pans down to the fucking dirt on the coffin. Big bass drum comes in, boom! Fucking dirt lifts off the coffin a little bit. And then it's the end. Did it not feel like you just watched an Inception ending? Yeah, he kind of did it the same way. It still kind of had that thing that he does. It bugged the shit out of me. I was like, oh, okay, like you're you're busting a Nolan ending. Like, that's cool. But guess what, Zack Snyder? You're no fucking Nolan. Not even close. Because you remember the end of Inception where they spun the top and 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 it, it, it almost... Stopped and then it, the the boom. It, it like wiggles just for a moment and, and then it credits. ends. Yeah, same thing. Yes, same thing. Same fucking thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, cinematically, you know, it was it was okay. It was shot. It it was shot in typical Zack Snyder style. Um, story wise, there are several fucking plot holes. And action wise, you don't get action to the last forty five minutes. So. That would be my reasoning behind giving it a six. I know a lot of you guys are fucking excited. I know everybody in Mexico City was like, oh, my God, I can't believe what these critics are saying. But I hate to say it. Everybody, pull your fucking heads out of your asses and pay attention to what you're watching. Stop being so excited that you're seeing Batman on the screen, that you're seeing Superman on the screen, that you're seeing Lex Luthor, Doomsday, Wonder Woman. You know, at this point, technically Cyborg, um, Aquaman, and The Flash just – Fucking calm down a little bit. Mm. Watch this movie two or three times, and then judge it. Cause you gotta understand, Man of Steel was a giant was horse shit. This is dog shit. It's not <laughs> as big as shit, but it's still shit nonetheless. And y'all gotta understand that. Like you, you're coming off of highs 
with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Marvel has it together. They have great writers. They know how to tell stories. There's a reason you cry every time you watch a fucking Pixar movie. It's because Disney has their shit together. So even, you know, Iron Man 3, which wasn't the greatest Marvel movie ever, ever, I guarantee you'll want to watch that again and again and again and not care less. Unlike this movie, when you watch it a second or a third time, you're going to be like, I just, ugh, why'd I buy it? So the rated R factor is probably going to be the only reason people are going to buy it is because they're going to want that rated R version to get the extra 30 minutes. I don't even know know. where it could be. I'm just mad that there's not going to be nudity. I thought I was going to save some Gal Gadot titties, but if that's that would bring it back up to an eight, Mike, if I could see your tits. Why did they have Amy Adams naked in the tub? Like I don't know. I feel like they did that just because they could. Yeah, yeah, it felt like that too. Like they could, they couldn't have a conversation of her sipping on coffee, all weirded out in the kitchen. It had to be. She in was the naked. bathtub? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think. I know. See, I'm not sick of the Zack Snyder look yet. I could, I definitely can see how someone could be like yourself. Um, you know, I still, I still like the slow motion. I still like his aesthetic, but I can, I could definitely see where the wear and tear would be with some people. But you know what? I think I'm gonna give this movie a six as well, and that's like five points for Batman and one for the rest of it. <laughs> that's how I'm rolling right now cause, uh, One for the Wonder Woman Because you didn't get enough of her But she existed You know what let me get four points for Batman One for the movie and one for Wonder Woman Because she liked fighting Like I liked how she was fi- She was enjoying the battle Yeah With and Doomsday. it was like, and it was funny too Because like, she was the only one taking on Doomsday Batman's like hiding behind stuff I'm like oh no Yeah exactly away. Superman was just getting thrown around Yeah so it was just It was <sighs> It's a mess. It's all over the place. I mean, listen, we can talk about this movie for hours because it's so many problems, so many expectations. And we're going, you guys. This is actually a 24-hour pot Character. <laughs> There's so many characters. There's just a, so much shit going on with this thing. But this is uh, the beginning of, uh, I mean, how much did it make? $500 million or some bullshit? Five hundred million is actually pretty low. I hope I hope it was five hundred billion, not million. Well, it's been out for a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah, but like, I think a, like a Marvel movie makes. Wait, did you say five hundred million? Five hundred. Five hundred million. Okay, no, wait, never mind. That's high. I thought you said five million. I was like, fuck, that's bad. No, but yeah, um, you know, I, I'm I haven't looked at the stats for that yet. But if it did make that much, I'm definitely. Uh, I can't say that I'm not surprised because my dumbass went to see it twice, but I was also seeing it twice to see if it was really good or not. So you know, well, but so if you have to, but if you have to do that, that just shows that it's not that good of a movie. Well, second time I saw it, I saw it kind of at home. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you were. I sure it was a lot better for you. At least you didn't. Okay, this second time around, shout out to Pot of the Dam. Like I totally had a Pot of the Dam moment where it's like, you know what? Like I really like this theater, but fuck these people. There's some drunk guy that's behind me not only was he just obnoxious and loud he took a fucking two minute phone call in the movie theater that's horrible i was about to stand up and just stare at him but i'm not gonna lie i feared for my life but i got back at that motherfucker because i was waiting in line to go pee and his drunk ass took his fucking nephew cousin whatever the fuck it was son around me and tried to go into one of the stalls and i swooped right in front of him and he was like Oh man, he's and I just slammed the fucking door and I locked it and I started pissing. I didn't. Oh, fuck him. Fuck. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to pee on his leg, but you know, I once again, I saw <laughs> I saw the way he looked. So you, you pick and choose your battles. If you know the man ain't packing, that's when you start throwing fists at cuss. But if you have a fear he's packing, you know, uh, I fear for my life nowadays, not how I was when I was younger. Where the fuck is my boy's pot of Dan been? Am I uh, missing something? Are they uh they you're on not, vacation uh, or what? You're not. Sh- uh, shout out to Pot of the Dam. Uh, they're just, they're extremely busy right now. Uh, Josh recently, um, I can't say if he got promoted, but uh, something happened within the company that was, um, uh, you know, a blessing from God. So uh, he he's, you know, getting higher up in the company. Uh, he has different hours. Edgar actually, uh, shout out to Edgar as well. Uh, he has a rotating schedule. Mm. So, you know, when it rotates, they kind of have to, you know, adapt with that. And then Qua's just, you know, existing. He's kind of, <laughs> I mean, uh, no offense to Qua. I love Qua. Shout out to Qua. He's doing yeah, his thing. But, but he's he's definitely the like, all right, when are we recording, guys? We're recording this day? Okay, I'll be there. So he really doesn't have like an issue with like scheduling, uh, maybe once in a blue moon when it comes to kids. But yeah, they're, they're, they're alive. They're well. They're awesome. A huge shout out to everybody with uh, with Rat House Productions, uh, you know, Everything Bagel Podcast. Ming actually just, uh, Ming Stein just texted me right now, or Steve, if you will. Mm. Um, shout out to Everything Bagel. Um, of course, uh, our new uh, Shane Gray Live. Shout out to Shane Gray. And I know he listens because his intro has you telling him uh telling him that he's the godfather of podcasting shane gray yeah that's like, that that guy's right there he's he's one of the guys responsible for me sticking around to be honest with you that's good man and he he's he's a great guy he's awesome he texts me random funny shit which is, is amazing to have him on the network and of course everybody with comics after dark and whatnot but yeah are you looking forward to anything in the dc universe at all now yeah they're they're coming out uh they're coming out with dc rebirth uh i mean a cinematic universe um uh, Damn, that's uh, a long pause. So that means no. Uh, look, okay. So I recently interviewed Marv Wolfman, uh, the creator of uh, the new Teen Titans, which brought in uh, Cyborg. And I, I asked him what his take would be if he wanted a Cyborg movie, and I really liked the idea that he had. So I'm excited about that, but only because he got me excited due to like his idea so his theory was that you know with cyborg he's a unique character because not only is he shunned upon for being a robot but he's shunned upon for being black like that's what it comes down to as well as he's black and he lives in detroit so it's like really 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 low on all that so it's not like you know he's doubled down on basically you know up shit creek with no paddle so if they're gonna play in on the character properly and introduce him properly and make sure that it's like you have to have a giant pity party for this character that's just the only way to go about it there's no other way to do it so with that being said that would be the number one the number one movie I'm looking forward to. Everybody keeps saying Batman, you know, and, you know, I heard that Ben Affleck turned in a script, but, you know, I don't... What else can you tap from the Batman well? I just hope it's not a fucking origin story. It's 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 probably not going to be if they're smart, but realistically, Mike, 
Who do you even want to see on the fucking screen with Batman? You know who I want to see? And this is more for the... Uh, how Are you familiar with the animated series? Of course I am, yeah. Alright, I love that Clayface part 1 and 2. I would love to see a version of that on the big screen. I love that fucking Clayface uh, origin story. You know what? I would love Clayface as well. And I think with the CGI and everything, it would be really fucking cool. But I also think... And I don't know if they're playing in on this because remember, Batman has like these premonitions or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. But I could be wrong. What busted out of Martha, <laughs> Martha's tomb, could that have been a man bat? That's the first thing I thought. I didn't think it was a giant bat. I thought that was man bat. Yeah, that that's what I thought. So I was like, hmm, like if this is man bat, like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having Man Bat brought in because that also brings realism. It brings – well, not realism because obviously no one's going to be a Man Bat. But, you know, that brings <laughs> – <laughs> but, you know, it brings the idea of like with science brought into it. And it's literally the lunar opposite of Batman. It's Man Bat. Like yeah. it, it's a guy that actually became a bat unlike, unlike Batman. So, yeah, I, I'd want to see Man Bat. I'd want to see Clayface. Um Maybe Mr. Freeze, but it would definitely, once again, referring back to uh, the animated series, it would have to be the animated series of Mr. Freeze, Heart of Ice, which, Heart you know, of Ice, yeah. that one, um, what is it? What is, it? Emmy. What is the, yeah, an Emmy. It's, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Grammy or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah it, it, it won an Emmy, so, you know, why not run with those characters? I mean, even now, you know, Harley Quinn was originally introduced through the animated series and wasn't made for anything else. And it's the first time in, and I don't know how long that, you know, a character that was introduced through a cartoon was brought into the comic book world. And now in the movies. Yes. And now we're going to get her you know, on the big screen. We actually had her for a quick moment on arrow with like, they didn't want to say it was the suicide squad, but it was the suicide squad. So, you know, there's, excuse me um there's room for like everything to switch every which way but other than that i mean what else what what, there's nothing else to tap from the batman well i believe it's empty now that's why it's time to go on to new characters look at all the shit that marvel is doing right now they marvel is is the amazing thing about marvel is they're doing what they're doing without well before without spider-man without fantastic four um, without the X-Men, they fucking have success with Ant-Man and Thor and these characters that, you know, Thor's popular, but he's not Spider-Man. He's not the Fantastic Four. No. And Iron Man wasn't Iron Man before they made, came out with Iron Man. Yeah, but I like the Iron Man the Iron Man cartoon show as well. Did you ever watch that? No, never have. It was really good, dude. And that's where you originally got the uh, the Iron Man suitcase, which was in Iron Oh, really? Man oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he carried it around with him. But you know, I was, I grew up watching you know X Men uh, with uh, with the TV show as well, the cartoon. Which, tell you the truth, I didn't like when I was a kid, and I don't like X Men now. Even now, with comic books, as as a huge comic book fan as I am, I'm collecting Uncanny X Men, and they just go with these weird, batshit, crazy stories that it kind of turns me off. And I really want to like X Men, but I just 
Oh, you're talking about that, um, that, that, what's that place they go to the island, the fucking, uh, with oh. the dinosaurs and shit? Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's like the original Days of Future Past, man. The fucking, that, uh, the nether, yeah, I and, forgot what it's called. Yeah, uh, it's called, um, the Savage Land. Yeah, there it is. The Savage Land, which, uh, for a while, Frank Cho, uh, that perverted, uh, mother trucker, uh, they had Savage Wolverine, and of course the chick that was there was basically in, like, a leopard print bra with like a leopard print short skirt dress that showed her ass cheeks and somehow she made underwear out of it or something. It was fucking ridiculous, dude. Of course. But yeah. Just, I, like I said, man, I, there's nothing else I want to see with Batman. The, the, I, you know what I would really like? I would like to see Earth 2 Batman where it's Thomas Wayne as Batman. Oh, from uh, yeah, that was uh, I. I really like that. Like I said, I don't know. The, I don't know the, the comics, Flashpoint, but I watched Flashpoint Paradox. And I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and that and yeah, that's where it's from. So imagine, you know, uh, uh, I forgot what character that is, which he plays Negan, uh, for The Walking Dead, which is going to be introduced uh, extremely soon. That character. Um, he also was the comedian in uh, Watchmen and stuff. I think he would be an amazing Thomas Wayne as Batman. I think oh, that'd yeah. be sick as fuck. Definitely. But the thing is, I th- I think that Warner Brothers is just too fucking pussyfoot scared to to even go into stuff like that. You know. I guess we'll have to wait and see because this 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 movie made so much money. There's no turning back. They're going full speed ahead um, with everything. Uh, let's just before we wrap up, let me just ask you about Marvel while we're talking about it. Uh, do you have any feelings about Doctor Strange? I have a feeling it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm actually I'm currently reading Doctor Strange right now, and if they do this correctly, it is cinematically going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And it's very it's going to be very uh, psychedelic because like Doctor Strange, he sees. He sees everything. He doesn't just see, you know, the world that he's walking through. He sees the ghosts and the ghouls and, you know, the just anything and everything. He sees that. So uh, if they do this correctly, it's it's going to be a trippy fucking movie. Like, like I guarantee people are going to take shrooms when this shit comes out on DVD and just watch it at their house and trip balls. Like I have a feeling it's gonna be that kind of movie, but I, that I have been, cool. the thing is, is that even with Ant Man, you know, Ant Man wasn't isn't a big character like you already addressed, and they did such a great job. And Thor is a really tough character to try and, and crack, and everybody, you know, they made a care, uh, they made people care. Guardians of the Galaxy, that was literally Disney just sticking their hands into a giant fucking barrel of shit. Yeah. And just pulling out shit and being like, dude, if we do this right, we can make this motherfucker a diamond. And they yeah. did. They, I mean, I might add, they totally switched up the original lineup and kind of created their own continuity. But, you know. It worked. I love yeah. that. I, you know, I really enjoyed that, man. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And you know what? I used to listen to a podcast a long time ago. It was called Big Kev's Geek Stuff, right? And they were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy got relaunched, uh, I don't know when this was, 10 years ago, 7 years ago, whatever. 
And the guy kept talking how beautiful the cover is, how it's a great space opera. And I was like, you know what? Let me go buy Guardians of the Galaxy number one. This isn't the old one. It's a new one. And the cover is really beautiful. And fast forward now, this movie's fucking huge. (coughs) I should have went out and bought that number. Even though it's not a true number one, it's like a read number one. But I'm sure that's worth money now. Yeah, definitely. I actually, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, Batman and stuff, um, uh, when I jumped on this, the Batman train, I got to get my number one Batman signed and it's in amazing condition. And, uh, I finally got to do something that like with comics after dark, I specifically sought out for, you know, goals. And my goal was to interview Scott Snyder, uh, the, the man that wrote Batman. And I finally got to interview him. And it was amazing. It was, it was a treat. It was awesome. You guys could see it on YouTube at uh, Rat House, uh, Rat House Productions, R A T T space H A U S. By the way, thank you, Mike, for always spelling it as well. Whenever you, whenever you give me a shout, yeah, out no problem. It's so funny hearing like people are like, yeah, yeah, find us at R A T T H A U S, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's so awesome to hear people do that. But yeah, um, with, with with that comic, it was the same way where it's like, you know, Batman was always been great, but Snyder took it to a level that you know. A lot of people weren't expecting. Um, And, you know, comics, as much as everybody rips on it, you got to understand, y'all went to fucking see Sin City, okay? And you love the movie, so why the fuck don't you want to pick up the comic? You know, you you love Guardians of the Galaxy. Why not pick up the comic? You know, yeah, it's it's sure, not gonna definitely. hurt you at all. And especially if you're in the New York area, dude, you guys got fucking Midtown Comics. I went there once. Oh man, I didn't want to fucking leave. Oh, uh, that place is awesome. Yeah, and I also I traveled on over to to Red Bank for the secret stash. Um, I actually have some beef with Brian Quinn, and I once in a blue moon have dreams about confronting him. Yeah, we um we did a show a while back. It was me, my brother Anthony, and um Tin Man from the UK. Uh-huh. Big shout out to the Bats podcast. Uh, and <laughs> we talked about going in there and slapping them with fucking comic books because someone went in there with, and had a problem with them. Yeah, he – look, man. I I understand. I'm pretty sure he was drunk, not to be mean. But at that time, I was, in, I was engaged to my fiancé, and that was our vacation. And to make me look bad and to rip on me in front of my fiancé and do all that shit – while you're fucking, not only while you're recording, tell him Steve, Dave. Fine, fuck it, dude. You know, I, tr- I I took the punches like a grown fucking man and I let it go. But not only that, you guys didn't even bother fucking releasing that shit? Yeah. Wow. So you did it for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah, I heard about those guys over there, man. Yeah, I mean, look, at, nowadays, like, I can't lie. I, I ran into Brian Johnson, uh, you know, the guy with the beard on Comic Book Man. And you know what? Every time I talk to him, he's cool. But I know how to go up to him. You can't just, like, fanboy out with him. You're like, hey, man, you know, uh, I really enjoy your work. You know, would you mind talking about and, – and, you know, just, just address him like he's a fucking human being because that's what he wants to be treated as. He wants to be treated as a human being. I'm like, look, man, you know, I really like Vulgar, and I heard that you are going to do Vulgar too. Can we talk about your ideas with, like, the sequel? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, like, let's do it. And I did an interview with him on it, and it went great. It went wonderful. Mm. But, you know, when you're fucking putting me on blast in front of my fiancé, that's, that's no a good. different – Yeah, that's a different fucking story, and I, I couldn't get a word in or anything. But now I, I know he's, like – I guess he was uh, – you know, he was an alcoholic, and, you know, he's – he seems more – 
sober now. So, but trust me, the moment I uh, the moment I have to to rip into him face to face, I literally have dreams about it that like they frustrate me at night, and it's been years since I've been to fucking New York. But yeah, if you guys won't go, you know, to Jane Silent Bob, fucking pick up a comic. But uh, yeah, like I, I always suggest, you know, don't don't pick up single issues, you guys. That's all I got to say. I know everybody's like, yeah, I want to collect comics, but I'm not going to lie. It, it's, a, it's a really bad habit. Uh, I collect 32 issues every month, uh, not including miniseries or anything. So 32, you know, times $4, that's how much I'm spending every month, guys, not including tax. Mm. So there's a large portion of my fucking paycheck that ends up going into comics. So if you guys are going to get into it, just pick up some trades, man. There you trades go. are always the best way. You're going to spend anywhere from $10 to, you know, 25 at the most, and you'll have it forever. You can read it whenever you want. You don't have to worry about it being in perfect condition. You don't have to worry about shit. So that's what I suggest uh, if anybody else wants to get into comics. Uh, as, you know, Marvel's hit or miss. I like DC more, but I like DC because of the seriousness, but I don't think it, it transfers well when it goes onto the, the big screen, as you can tell with our with our rant on Batman v Superman. And if anybody wants to go back and listen to that Gungo episode, do a search. It's the episode entitled... X-Men number 124 or some fucking bullshit because that's the name of the number of the book that we're going to hit one of those guys in the face with. Um, uh, there's a movie came out in 1992 called Dr. Mordred. You ever hear of it? Fuck no. <laughs> that I was, don't even know what that is. Dude, that was the Doctor Strange movie they were making. But like they finished it and like, lost the rights so they changed the name at the last minute. You should check that movie out before you watch Doctor Strange because... This is Doctor Strange. Like, they made a Doctor Strange movie, but they had to change the name of it. That's weird. You know what? But that, like, happens often, man. Like, everybody loves Frank Miller, but, you know, there was a comic out there called Holy Terror, and no joke, that was a Holy Terror, dude. It was fucking horrible, man. It, it And, like, it's basically, like, it's not Batman, but it's Batman. Yeah. Uh, taking on, like, like, the Russians... And, like, murdering them and killing them and stuff. And DC was like, dude, we're not putting this hunk of shit out. And Frank Miller's like, I'll fucking do it myself and release it. Oh, boy. If you read it and look at the pictures carefully, you could actually see, like, Frank Miller, like, whiting out the ears off of the Batman character. Wow, really? Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. You can only buy it for a nostalgic factor. Don't fucking buy it thinking there's a good story behind it. Don't buy it being like, this is Frank Miller. It's just a giant fucking hunk of shit. But it's so entertaining to 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 have. It's called Holy Terror. So I, I don't suggest checking it out, but go ahead and check it out. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks for uh, being on the show, man. I really appreciate that, man. I could talk to you for another fucking hour, but it's getting kind of late over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, man. Thank you once again for having me on. I, I love listening to the Gungo podcast and, you know, everything you're doing over there, Mike, is awesome. So thank you for having me on, man. Right, don't forget, you come to New York, man. I'm going to whip your ass with some ping pong, all right? Oh, it's fucking on like Donkey Kong, man. <laughs> oh, wait. Do, do, I get a, do I get a song? Yes, thank you. I always fucking forget, man. Go ahead. All right. Uh, this time around, I want to hear, uh, I want to sign out with H2O Family Tree, man.
Great fucking song, man. All right, everyone go uh, follow Rat House Productions on your podcast app or whatever you got. All right. Later. Later. Don't forget your Living and learning in the NYC Shout out to the wild to my New York family